this is Kara Foster from First Christian Church, Disciples of Christ in Madisonville, Kentucky, and you're listening to our sermons podcast. And if you want to find out more information, you can connect with us at www.madisonvilledisciples.org or come in person at 1030 College Drive, uh, Madisonville, Kentucky. Subscribe and enjoy these podcasts. Well, today we're in our second week of a deep dive into the Lord's Prayer. And today we're going to look into the phrase, Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. I happen to think that this line is one of the most important lines in the entire prayer. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. If you have your Bibles with you today, I want to invite you to compare, even in your devotional time this week, the the two versions, the two examples of the Lord's Prayer that we have in Matthew chapter 6, verse 9, and then in Luke chapter 11, verse 2, we have two mentions of the Lord's Prayer that Jesus teaches us to pray. Luke 11, verse 2, and Matthew 6, 9. And in Luke, the disciples asked Jesus to teach them to pray, as John the Baptist taught his disciples, and Jesus says, pray like this. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Now, I mentioned to you last week that I would save the King James version uh, lesson, history lesson for another week, and I decided this was the week to do it because there are a lot of thys in those words we say this week. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Like many American Protestant churches, I'd say most American Protestant churches in the United States, we pray the Lord's Prayer By tradition, through the King James Version, in our worship service today, it's the King James Version from Matthew. And these words were first put in English by um, William Tyndale's translation in 1525. And here's the thing about this that I think is hard for us to even comprehend now, 500 years later, is that what William did was controversial. In fact, uh, about 10 years later, he would be put to death for heresy, for putting, for translating scripture into the vernacular, the English language, so that the people could read the text in their own language, at least those who were literate. And the version that we say today has its roots in William Tyndale's uh, translation of 1525. And later it would form the Book of Common Prayer, and later that would help to inform the King James Version of 1611. Now, if you happen to really want to get close to a historically accurate, as close as you can, translation, keep in mind that they have since even found older and complete texts of Scripture that they didn't even have in existence when William was doing his translation of the Bible. If you're looking for historical accuracy, uh, the best translation, King James is probably not your version. If you like poetic 
If you like beautiful, if you like to sound like you're talking to Shakespeare, King James wins every time. Jesus, of course, spoke Aramaic, a language rooted in Hebrew of his day, and the gospel, the New Testament, is written in Greek. And so being good English-speaking Protestants, we are following this 500-year tradition of saying the prayer in these words that way. And considering what Tyndale went through, it's probably the least we could do to honor his legacy these days. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. I was thinking this week about one of the early words that kids learn when they start speaking. Usually it's dada, right? The dads get that one. Usually they say dada first, but not long after, usually comes another, an M word. You know the word? Mine. I heard a mom say it over here. She knew mine. Mine, 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 mine. We learn that word so quickly, don't we? It just instinctually, we want to say that word. And here's the Lord's Prayer. It's teaching us the opposite. Not mine. Not my way. Not my kingdom. Not my will. Your kingdom come. Your will be done. Your will, God, not mine. The other day, as I was doing some reading for this sermon, I came across a phrase that really has struck me. This pastor said, we become what we pray. And I was thinking about that. We become what we pray. If we really do become what we pray, then just imagine the power of these words to say, your kingdom come. Your will be done. To claim that, to say that, to want that in our lives, Jesus is teaching us to pray that it's not our way, it's not our will, it's not our kingdom. It's God's. Your way, God, your world, your will. To say your kingdom come, your will be done, is to recognize that at first Sometimes God's way is not done in the world. When we are praying for your kingdom come, we are recognizing that so often God's way is not done. That things happen in the world that do not reflect God's intention and hope for our world. You know, I, I love that we had a special time of prayer for our kids today. And we are so blessed with all these beautiful young people in our midst in the life of our church to grow in faith and to learn the stories of our faith. But I don't know about you, as a parent myself, just this year more than others, as I was sending my kids off to Hanson, I could not escape the need to just offer a silent prayer for their safety. Because we know too many times, too often, we have seen senseless needless violence of our schools. When we pray, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth, we are praying for God's will to be done in the world, to open our hearts, to open others' hearts for God's will in our lives. So what does it mean to pray? Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. 
Well, I think it means we have to give up control. And that's hard. You know, we are red-blooded Americans. We can work together. We can pull ourselves up by our own bootstraps. We can problem-solve. We can make a way. And we all make plans, and we have schedules, and we save for rainy days, and we try to take our vitamins. We shape our lives in such a way that makes us believe that, guess what? We're the ones in control. It's my life, my job, my career, my family, my, 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 my. And then, then in a moment, we get a big reminder your boss calls you into the office one day. Your spouse of 25 years says, I don't love you anymore. The doctor reaches for your hand before she gives you the test results. The doorbell rings, and it's your pastor and a police officer standing on your front steps. We get reminders in big and small ways all the time that we are not in control. We think we know that, we think we believe that, until life reminds us. You know, I remember going to pray for a church member in Knoxville, and extreme pain had brought her into the hospital, and they knew that it was probably cancer, and they had told her that the surgery had to be done right away because what was happening um, with the tumors, and they had told her, look, it could be even more extensive than we realize right now. And it was nothing but bad news, really. And I went into the hospital room just a few hours before her surgery, and her adult children were in there. And I don't know what made me do it that day, but I just decided to ask her, what do you want me to pray for this morning? And she looked at me, and she said, whatever happens in that operating room, I'm okay. Whatever happens, I know I am in God's hands. And I have peace about that. And I'm just asking you right now to pray for my kids, that they can have peace about that too right now. Whatever happens, I am in God's hands. Your will be done. Your will be done. I am reminded of another prayer that Jesus prayed. This time he was alone, although he didn't want to be alone. The disciples had pretty much all fallen asleep on him. And one of his closest had betrayed him, and he knew what was about to come. And in the dark of night, in that garden, he prayed a prayer. God, remove this cup from me, but not my will, your will be done. Your will be done. It gives me comfort to know that in one of the darkest and hardest moments of Jesus' own life, he was praying that prayer. Your will be done, Lord. You know, I think there's a second thing that is particularly hard about praying this line of the prayer. If you notice... The words of the prayer do not go as follows. It doesn't say, thy kingdom come in the next five minutes, your will be done right now. That's the Kara Foster prayer. You're welcome to pray it anytime you want, but that's not what Jesus says. 
your kingdom come, thy will be done. When we pray this prayer, we are recognizing that we are on somebody else's schedule. We're on somebody else's timeline. As one minister writes, when we pray, your will be done, we haven't specified a termination date. God's timing is not our own. And sometimes we wait. And I thought of that this week as I remembered a woman from my student church in Nashville. She was a mom probably in her 60s, and she had a daughter who struggled with addiction and who was living on the streets. And she had been through so much. If you, had a, if you love someone yourself who struggled with addiction, then you know how hard it is to know sometimes what loving that person looks like. She'd been through treatments and relapses and probation and courts and jail and prison. And at this particular time, she actually didn't know where her daughter was in the world. She knew that she was probably homeless, but she did not know if she was even alive. And one time, she told me that every night before she goes to sleep at night, she prays for her. And she said, and then I always say, she's yours, Lord, more than she is mine. She's yours. She was reminding herself, praying for her own heart to recognize she can't fix her, she can't change her, she can't heal her. But she was reminding herself of the one who loves her and holds to her, who knows right where she is, even if she did not that day. She was recognizing your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven even if she had to pray that prayer a long, long time, even if it was hard to keep praying that same prayer. And the last thing I wanted to mention today about this important line in this prayer is that when we say, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, we are praying for God's will to be known in our lives and in the entire world, on earth as it is in heaven. He could have said, in Madisonville as it is in heaven. This is what Jesus wants us to pray. You know, there's a book by uh, William Willimon and uh, Stanley Harawas. And in this book, they write this powerful thing. They say, when we say, your kingdom come, we are acknowledging that faith in Jesus is not simply an idea or an emotion. It's a concrete reality in which we are to become a part or else appear to be at a step with the way things are now that God has come into the world in Jesus. In Jesus, the kingdom has come, and we are to repent, let go of our citizenship in the old kingdoms, and believe the good news Join up and become part of a revolution. When we say these words, when we pray these words, on earth as it is in heaven, we are praying to make God's reign more visible in our world and in our lives, to be actively a part of it. And the good thing for all of us, in case we ever wonder what that could even begin to look like, we have the perfect example in Jesus of Nazareth, 
who showed us with his very life, the one who welcomed the outcast and the lost, the one who healed suffering and pain, the one who took down the walls of division that we build to keep ourselves apart from others, the one who chose to love in the face of hate, the one who washed feet as a model of leadership. Jesus showed us how to do it. Jesus offered us the way. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth in Madisonville as it is in heaven. And the thing is, the only hands, the only feet, the only words, the only heart he has present here on earth are yours. Let us pray. Holy God, we humbly dare to say, your kingdom come, your will be done in our own lives, in our own church, in our own community, in our own schools, and in our world, your will be done. The things we cling to so tightly, God, help us now to trust them into your hands and open us to your will for our lives and to trust in you. Your kingdom come. Give us courage, God, to be your kingdom people, to work and to pray and to strive for a world that looks more like Jesus. Your will be done through us and in us. Thanks be to God. Amen.